It's the, the I am my own grandpa song, whatever. He feels like that. It'll help. It'll help. It'll help confuse you. <laughs> okay, let's get started. Let's get started. Yesterday was Daf Gimel. Today is Daf Dalid. And we'll do a review of yesterday's Daf. Get to today's. We are learning um, for Shalema, for Imi Basdvora. Um, and uh, how you doing, Rupinchas Yaakov and Gittel, for Shleima, everyone should feel well. And Ronya Basara and Dadasa Basronya, and for Shleima. And I don't know, Yartzeit's coming up yeah, also. Ukraine of Bas Tvizev. Monday night, right, it's coming up. Okay. And to anybody else. And to anybody else. Okay, let's get going. So, what did we learn yesterday? We're starting our review uh, about five lines down. We're saying, okay, we're basically um, trying to understand the order of the, these 15 relations. And uh, why is it in this order? And we are saying that the, perhaps the order is uh, right now we're thinking that the daughter is a, comes from a drasha, so we want to start with that. Yes. These 15 relations are 15 possibilities or 15 isurim? 15 uh, non possibilities. 15 people. No, 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 no. 15 cases. 15 women. That, that if they fall to Yibum, there's no mitzvah Yibum. Ah, okay. Not only to them, also to the co-wife. So That's there is no need, in those 15 cases, there is no No mitzvah of Yibam or Chalitza. Oh. That's the point. Oh. Exempt. Exempt, right. Potter. Potter. Now, the, so the question is, if we're following along with this logic, so uh, why, why not put the last on the list as a Chosisha? Because a Chosisha is the one that is the most explicit in the Torah. That actually teaches us, as we'll soon see, the whole idea of that an erva doesn't have, uh, doesn't do yibum. So the Gemara explains that uh, the reason why maybe is because we wanted once we already mentioned sisters, so we threw that in. The Gemara says if that's the case, put the whole list of sisters to the end. Anyway, bottom line is the Gemara says, you know what? It's a different idea. We're going in not an order of. Severity. We're not going in order of chavivus, of what's most beloved to us. We're going in order of closeness to this purse, to the Yavam. And who's the closest? His own flesh and blood, his daughter, his daughter's daughter, his son's daughter. Who's the closest? And then once we mention that, so we, could, we, we, want, we go from there to his wife's daughter, um, um, son's daughter, and granddaughter. And, um, and once you... Okay. And once you mention that, so then we go his wife's down direction, so now we go to his wife's up direction. So then you go to the mother-in-law, the mother of the mother-in-law, and the father-in-law's mother as well. So we went down to up, and then, um, and then we go across to his sister. And uh, so that's the next group on the list, because it's also his own korva. And really, uh, at the very end, we should have put... Um, daughter-in-law before Eishas Achshaloi Ba'alamo, but the reason why we didn't do that is because once we're mentioning uh, Achva, which is basically sister or brother or sibling, so Eishas Ach falls into that category as well, and therefore Kala comes last. And that's the explanation of the order, and that's acceptable. Um, next we said... Um, <clears throat> So why is it that the Mishnah uses such an unusual terminology of potros? It's not just 
Patur just means like there's no, obli- there's no obligation. It doesn't mention that there's a prohibition. It's a, a, implying that there's something that you could do here, and you, that it's not a big deal to do Yibam, and it is. It's an erfa, it's a forbidden union. So the Gemara explains that, uh, look, if we can't really say Asr, uh, because if you say the word Asr, you might think it's only Asr for Yibam, but you should do Chalitza. Um, that's why I have to tell you that there's no obligation at all. So why not just say Asura Lachlot, so you can't do Chalitza. That would cover that too. So the Gemara says, if that's, if that, because that's not really true, why would you be Asura to do something? It's not really an Isra to do Chalitza. Maybe it doesn't work. Maybe there's no need to. But an Isra, I mean, what are you doing? She's taking off a shoe. You're spinning. That's not really any, uh, anything that should fall into that category. So the Gemara says, yeah, but that's not true. It would make sense that the rabbis would not allow, would put their foot down and say you can't do that. The reason is because you may come to think that you could do yibum, which you cannot do. So anyway, the bottom line is um, the reason why we specifically don't use the word asuros is because the erva is only in a makam mitzvah that it transposes to the co-wife. Meaning, because she is a relation to the yavam, Therefore, it's not only is she prohibited, but the co-wife is also prohibited, and there's no mitzvah yibum to the co-wife. That transposition to the co-wife only exists in a circumstance of yibum. You do not find that in another relationship. In other words, if let's say somebody marries a man's daughter, so it's his son-in-law, and that son-in-law has another wife, and the son-in-law dies, this man can marry the co-wife of his daughter. That's not a problem. It never transposes in other circumstances. Only in a Malkah Mitzvah. So that's why we specifically don't want to use the term Asur Osros because it doesn't work in other scenarios. It's Potros is more accurate and it, you, you'll get less mistakes if, if you do so. Okay, if you use that word. Now, why did we use, say Chalitza and Yibum? Just say Yibum. The answer is, if you would say Yibum alone, you would think that maybe you should still have to do Chalitza because maybe the whole thing of Arayas is that you don't do Yibum, but Chalitza, you can't free her without doing something. So, that's why I have to teach you. Kala Ola Yibum, Ola Chalitza. Now, if it's not Ola Yibum, it's not Ola Chalitza. So why not just say the right order of Yibum and then Chalitza? But min hayibum um min The order of chalitza yibum implies that chalitza is the first option. The answer is because we're going according to the opinion of Abishol, who says that chalitza is actually the better option. Why? Because even though the mitzvah is to do yibum, and only if you don't do yibum then you do chalitza, but that's provided that you're doing it. We assume that you're doing it for the right intent. But if you don't have the right intent, then it's tantamount to actually uh, transgressing the prohibited union. Um, if you mean, if you don't mean it a hundred percent, and because of that, uh, unless you're sure that you're doing for a mitzvah, we would say, you know, better you should do the chalitza, and that's why it says the order of chalitza first then yibum. Okay. Next thing we got to is that whenever we have a count, it's really unnecessary to list in the Mishnah a number. So if you're putting in a number, it means to tell you this amount and not more than that. And it says twice an indication that this, these are the wives that, that are potosorosayim, and not any more than that. And the same is true at the end, hare elu potosorosayim, that these and no more. So the question is, what is the uh, exclusion over here? So we, we're saying that it's excluding the, the shita of Rav and Ravasi. Rav, Rav says that if man is married and one of his uh, uh, wives um, 
cheats on him. So then she has a halachic status of a sota. Mm-hmm. Um, that's uh, one. And, uh, 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 and basically, she is forbidden to the husband. And if he should die without children, so then that prohibition to the husband will transfer to the avam as well. And there's no mitzvah to either the sota or to the co-wife of the sota. That's what Rob says. And our mission is disagreeing with that and saying that's not true. Okay. Maybe the sota isn't prohibited, but there's still a mitzvah to the co-wife. That's the, and that's what our mission is specifically excluding that. Uh, the other one is... So Rav, what? What? It's a machlokis. It's that's to the co-wife. co-wife. Sota yeah. is, we're assuming, is still prohibited. Okay. Ravasi says another halacha that Taras mam enes if uh, um, somebody who uh, um, so so we're we're the one of the one of the wives uh, was a minor, and the minor was uh, so. So one of the wives was a minor when, when he married her, and uh, she was married off by, let's say, the mother and brother. So therefore, she's not really, um, um, you know, she has the potential of doing miyun, what we call miyun. She would do miyun, so then basically that would also, um, actually, no, I skipped one. Ravasius talks about a tourist islandist, I'm sorry. An islandist is where a woman um, who doesn't lacks the, the basic uh, physiology to be able to have children, and um, and if a man is married to her, there's obviously no mitzvah to do yibum ter. If there's no mitzvah to do yibum ter, then that transposes on to the co-wife as well, according to Ravasi. So, just, just, yeah. just a thought: What if woman's had a hysterectomy? I don't think it's. Uh, I, 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 it's only islandist for some reason. Uh, yeah, I don't know why. No, right? No, a lot of women. Just a thought. All right, no, but there are women. I mean, women well, o- well older in age well, that are beyond, beyond childbearing, and we still right, have a mitzvah. Right. Okay. 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 The, the case is yeah. that the brother passes away, and he's married to a woman who is not able to be to bear children. Right. Physiologically, never right. matured. It never, she never matured. matured. That's a different. That's different. Okay. 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 So it's okay to to. No. So according to Rav Asi. Not only is there no mitzvah to her, there's no mitzvah to the co-wife either. Okay. And according to, but according to our Mishnah, it's a coming to counter that opinion and to say that there, there is a mitzvah he to the co-wife. Maybe to her not, but to the co-wife, yes. Now, Ravasi was, was a Rishon? Was an, no, was no. A, what do you mean a Rishon? He was, a, he was an Amora. Amora. Point being is our Mishnah is countering their opinions. Now, that's very nice, but they also have to have support for their own opinion. So how would they learn our mission? What's it coming to exclude? So we said there's another two cases. One could be Tsaras Mamenes, and the other is Tsaras Maxir Grushaso. Mamenes is the case that I mentioned before. That's where a person, uh, one of the wives was minor, and she was married off by a mother and brother, so she's not truly married. She has the potential to refuse the marriage up until she reaches adulthood. So that, uh, that circumstance, according to, uh, would be excluded from the din of Tsara. Um, and um, and it doesn't it doesn't transpose her um, and as well also with Maxu Grushaso, if a man um, is married to a woman, divorces her, and then she in the interim marries somebody else, it's forbidden for him to take her back. Um, if he does take her back, so then the halacha is 
that she's basically uh, if he takes her back, so then she then then he's it married her beiser. It's, it's the marriage takes. It's an effective marriage. They are married, but they're doing a, tra- a transgression. Now that case. Um, although, although maybe there's no mitzvah that that iser that the that the the person who passed away has to his to that wife doesn't affect the co-wife, and there will still be a mitzvah to the co-wife, and that's what that's what the that's the other two cases. Because it's effective, right? Because the kedushin is effective, so they are married, um, but it doesn't. The point being is it doesn't that. Prohibition doesn't transfer onto the co-wife. That's really what we're saying. Well, yeah. If there is no co-wife, the young... That's the good question. The what? young wife, she, she's entitled to... You might have to do chalitza, I don't know. Wait and wait till she grows up. What do you oh, mean in the case of the mion? Yeah, well, the, we'll get to we'll talk more about these the details of these cases when we get there. These are all pulled pulled in from later on in the Masechta, so we'll see it a little bit more in depth when we get there. Now, um, but we're just throwing it in for the numbers to say what what cases are being which excluded, are the 15 cases. right? To which fifteen and no more. Now, obviously, that's if Rav and Ravasi agree with each other. If they disagree with each other, so Rav would say that it's coming to exclude Ravasi's case, and Ravasi would say it's coming to exclude Rav's case. Now. As well as one of these other two. One second. We're not there. We're not there. We're not learning the bottom line yet. Okay. 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 Slow down. No spoilers. Okay? Slow okay. down. Okay. Wait, the next. Uh, okay. So the next thing. Where is Sandra? Come by next month. Okay. Um, so. Okay. So the question is this. Oh, so the, the the question is what Rav and Ravasi you say that it's not excluding their cases. Why wouldn't it list them? Why isn't Sarasota on the list? Why isn't Saras, uh, Saras Island is on the list? The answer is, is because all of those cases doesn't have a potentiality of coming to the second degree. Meaning it could only be possible with the co-wife and not possible with the co-wife of the co-wife. And that's because the prohibition is, is, to, is not to one of the brothers, but to all of the brothers. And there's no mitzvah yibum for any of these brothers, neither to this sota, nor to the co-wife of the sota, according to Rav. And therefore, none of them, you can't get to second base. Though normal, all of these other relations that are listed in the Mishnah are only related to one of the brothers, but the other brother is able to do yibum. And this way, if he would do yibum to the co-wife, so then the co-wife of the co-wife would be prohibited still to this one. That's the idea of what the Mishnah is trying to convey, and therefore that's why it doesn't belong in the list, according to Rav and Ravasi, even though it is, it is definitely true that it does work. Okay. The list of the 15. The list. That's why it's not belonging in the list, even though it still has the concept of... of, 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 of two degrees. Has to be able to come to a potential of the second degree. Okay. Now, the question that the Gemara wants to know, and this is really the source for the Mishnah, <coughs> where do we see this idea that this is true? That, that uh, it says in the Pasuk, Isha lachosa losikach litzror, Pasuk talks about the prohibition of marrying two sisters, and it says very clearly, Aleha Bechaya. And the word Aleha is really superfluous on her. Who else is it on? You could have left the word out, and it would have been very clear talking about marrying, uh, you know, marrying your wife's sister, and that's not allowed. Okay. Now, why does it say the word Aleha? It's a throw to the 
mitzvah of Yibum, which also used the word Yavama Yavo Allah. So that's teaching us that even you might have thought that B'makam Mitzvah, that where you have a Mitzvah of Yibum, you should have to do Yibum, even though this woman is related to you in another way, comes to tell us that Achos Isha Aleha, meaning even where there's a Mitzvah of Yibum, you still have this prohibition and the prohibition stays strong. Okay? So now, um, how do you know to extend it even? Um, um, so how do you know to extend it to basically all other uh, cases, okay? Uh, no, first of all, how do you know to extend it to the co-wife? So it says, because it says litzror. How do you know the co-wife of the co-wife? Because it could have said latzor, and it says litzror, double resh. So it extends even to the co-wife of the co-wife. How do you know it's not only achos yisha? How do you know it's every erva? The answer is because it, all the arayos are compared to each other. We can say their 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 severity of kares of excision, the Bishoge Gitzachatas, it's Asr to the Avam, so too, all, all Arayos that are on that same level would also be Asr to do Yibum. Now, how, what about the Tzara? Same thing. Just like, uh, just like Baechos Isha, it, it affects the Tzara as well, the co-wife as well, so too, same is true for any of the other Arayos as well. And basically, that's the Makor, that's the source for our, our idea, and continues on to Tzara Tzara as well, and uh, that's, uh, that's the basis for our mission of the 15 women. Now, the Gemara says, what about the six more stringent cases that, um, that are coming up in the upcoming Mishnayos, where there's six women who are, um, who are even more severely prohibited to the husband, and there is no the idea that it patters the tzara. And the answer is, is uh, because Achos Isha is only forbidden for you to marry, but not forbidden for your brother to marry. Um, as opposed to, um, as opposed to any of the other ones, um, emo the ones on the list of the six uh, uh, that are more stringent, mother, uh, all of those are equally re- prohibited to you as well as to your brother, and therefore, since it's also prohibited to your brother, it doesn't. It's like a standalone thing. Obviously, that was a prohibited union. He had no business marrying her, but it doesn't uh, have the ability to potter to free the co-wife from, uh, from the marriage, uh, from, from the mitzvah of Yibum. And that is uh, why it's not true, okay? Because um, it's different than Achos Isha, basically. Because it has to be Efshir Linasilachim. Okay. And that is, uh, that is the prohibition. We have the source that there is a war- the warning, the Azhar in the Torah. What about the Onesh? That's because the Apostle talks about the prohibition as well. Uh, so there's not only even though there's a mitzvah involved it remains fully with all the with the full Isra as well and that is where we left off yesterday